Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 405 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. Hello, Flo. Hi, Andy. Uh, well, okay, I'm I, I'm annoyed. I kind I kind of wanted to apologize. Start by apologizing to Flo because uh, I uh, and we're we're talking in Google Meet right now, and I am in front of a a, a verdant impressionist sort of background. Oh, I was going to ask you about this, but then I before we started the show, I was giving Andy a life rant because <laughs> I try to like let Andy know where I am emotionally and psychologically by telling him like my my woes of life so i wanted to ask you about that what is it explain to me what's going on here uh well it is uh john singer Sargent's a boating party which he painted right. in roughly 1889 it is also a sign that i've i give up i have given up okay i've i've this is uh oh google me i don't know i don't know why but google meet will not let me have no effects in my background and oh, not, it's okay. not it's not as though this like back illuminated partition behind me in my office is like, gosh, I spent all of I spent forty eight dollars on it. And darn it, I'm going to flex. It's like it just annoys me. I cannot get it to un. it's it. Uh, no matter what I do, Google Meet is just set to blur <laughs> the is. background slightly. And I I've tried everything I've gone to. I've I, I, I go to settings and it is set to don't do anything to the background. I said, OK, well, what if I turn that feature on? and then off again no what if i use a different camera no what if i create a what if i shut down restart no and i've and i so i went to uh, i went to uh the google support forums haven't found any problem i've had i've seen a couple of references to a problem like this but apparently these people solve their problems by just re- just restarting or just again switching to a different camera. Oh, I've also tried unplugging the camera and then plugging it back in again. I've tried I've I've gone I've gone I've done all the really stupid boring things that you have to do before you call tech support because you want to be able to answer every question with yes, of course I did that. Yes, of course I of, of course I yes I yes I'm using uh uh, the 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 Logitech camera app, but yes, of course, I tried using it without the camera app, and of course, it still does that problem. So, uh, so I'm, I'm I can this is this is how the human brain works. It's like, how can I turn this into a victory? And the only answer that came up was, what if I choose? If I can't turn off effects, what if I choose the background effect? And I can say that I had some agency in this. I'm not just a helpless victim. I chose to have a John Singer Sargent I f- I figured, oil, oil I, sketch. I figured maybe you were doing that intentionally. But but <sighs> also the way that it has you, the way it's sort of green screened, the room you're currently in, you look like you're bursting out of it. Exactly. Which is kind of neat. Uh, so I just say... <laughs> Should I wear? Should, actually, I, I do. I do have a red T-shirt on underneath, so I could do the Kool-Aid Man sort of thing. Oh yeah! Oh, wow, that would be. That would be. It actually, uh, I will say, it does juxtapose nicely with the background, the stark red shirt. But, but no, no, no. Be comfortable. Be comfortable in the sweater you are now. Yes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether I'd rather have a solution or just continue to be annoyed. It's uh, sometimes it's nice to be annoyed by something that doesn't really matter in this life, like. As a, as a, as opposed to, I don't know, like there's street construction going, oh, oh, oh like well, they, the, the, the neighborhood, all the cool, all the cool stores you rely on in the neighborhood have been taken over by like big multinationals and they're closing mm-hmm. down yes, 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 the yes, stores. Yes. That, that's something that's, that's actually frustrating because 
of reasons. You, and that's actually something you have no power over. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Not in America, anyway. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can, I know, tell you, can I tell you that I'm, yes. I'm, just, I'm just still a little bit salty about the neighborhood dr- uh, drugstore closing down? Because it was bought by oh, yeah. it was bought by Walgreens, and then now after Walgreens had bought everything, said okay, great. So now we can start closing down like stores that are close to other stores because now we actually control the entire territory. I I got to say that I uh, it's 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 it was handy to be able to go down there once a month to pick up uh, my prescriptions by just taking a mm-hmm. five minute walk. What I really miss is like moments like three or four hours ago where like I don't want to eat an entire birthday cake. But this is one of the times of the uh, one of the times mm. uh, every few weeks where I really want a Hershey bar. Or I really want a Snickers. And of course, right, I'm not right. going to I don't have a bowl of Snickers inside the house or else I would quickly not have a bowl of Snickers in the house. But it's like if I want if I if I take a 10 minute break, a nice person behind a counter will sell me a Snickers bar at a fairly reasonable price and I can have a Snickers bar. And now it's like, OK, well, if you get on your bike, uh, you can uh, or take a 10 or 15 minute walk. You can. No, OK, I don't want a Snickers bar that badly. Damn. You know, we can actually segue very nicely from this because before we started the podcast, we were talking about um, she, she doesn't need to know that I talked about this about her on this podcast, but talked about my daughter throwing a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> not getting to eat ice cream for dinner. And, you know, Andy reminded me um, that children are just us and that, like, as adults, we are constantly treating ourselves with all these little things so that we can go do, you know, all the doldrum things that we have to do, like, you know, run errands, right? <laughs> so Andy and I were sharing, like, what we do to get ourselves out of the house. And you know what I've been doing lately? See, I have to stop getting on my daughter's case, right? Because I'm <laughs> technically modeling this behavior for her, right? So you know the store five below. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's listen, listen. I don't shop at Sheen. I don't <laughs> like. I don't buy fast fashion from all those places. Okay, but I do go to these cheap, <laughs> like. Do- like under five dollar dollar store places and like see what I can get from my money, you know, and five below is nice because I'll be able to find like a mega box size of goldfish for three dollars, which would normally cost me like twice that much at the right. grocery store. Right. So this is how I, you know, but the other thing that they do is they have this whole candy section and it's like it's just it's both international candy. So stuff that you normally get overseas and it's also like you know, regional candy. So, uh, so I've been buying, I, I already bought a lot of Easter candy that I've eaten through. It, it, currently I'm working through a giant bar of dark Kit Kat, special dark Kit Kat. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So and next up I have a Snickers brownie waiting for me in the pantry. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, that's, I should probably let her have ice cream more than once in a while. Honestly, <laughs> I that's a that. Unfortunately, you've also reminded me that the ice cream store, uh, that's a, a very good one point four mile walk away, uh, like reopened for the season last weekend, and that's see, that oh, that well, that's one good is because you can walk home, and then you the the okay. See I that? Shouldn't talk about wow. Nope. 
Exactly. We no, see, no, we, we, we are I all... shouldn't talk about calories, but I am thinking about how you could, you know, walk it off. Exactly. See, that that's see, if it were in the neighborhood, that would be a problem. And if it were uh, like a 10 minute bike ride away, that would be f- way too far for me to like satisfy mm-hmm. like an impulse to get ice cream. This is like then you're too tired hey, when you get there to enjoy it. It's like, no, it's, <laughs> and again, it's, it's like and, and, and of course, this is and this isn't like uh, like the, uh, the, the the cheap stuff you get from uh, from an ice cream truck like at a park or something like this is like the this is the bomb this is the mm. this is the reason why you get ice cream it's like i want mm-hmm. butter fat i want sugar i want chunks of cholesterol and sugar and mm-hmm, chocolate mm-hmm, inside mm-hmm. it and this is this is the reason why i don't buy i, I don't buy the half gallon paper uh, paper carton for 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 the freezer yeah. it's like when i get when my my philosophy is if i'm going to get ice cream i'm going to go hard so once a month, maybe. And so, and it's exactly, yeah, you're exactly right. It means that, oh, I'm taking a nice, like, mile and a half walk, which is not n- not so long as to discourage me from going and not so short as to, like, totally lose that excuse. And now, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk home carrying ice cream. I'm going to sit there at a table and right. I'm going to enjoy for, for 20, 30 right. minutes eating this ice cream. And then I'm going to walk all the way home again. It's like, it's. Yes, it's a lie to myself, but it's such a good lie, and it's such a <laughs> it's good, a effective good lie. lie. And also, yeah. also like, uh, uh, as bad as this makes me makes me sound, there are times where it's like the, the the nanny part of my brain is like, look, just leave the house for any amount of time for yeah. any excuse whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I'll be happy. I'll give I'll give you a punch on your on your punch card. Just please leave the house today. <laughs> It's like fine, fine. Have a six hundred calorie ice cream cone <laughs> with no nutritional benefit whatsoever. I don't care. Just get some get some vitamin D <laughs> activated in your system. Ah, oh, delicious, delicious ice cream. It's almost the season for ice cream. Not quite yet. Yeah. See, but th- 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 so, so long as I can keep the negotiation part of my brain like inactive, because I can say once once the negotiation window is open. It's like okay, so you're going to get what like a, a a medium in a waffle cone. Well, that's like six bucks, and then you know you can get a whole pint of Ben that's and Jerry's six for bucks six bucks over there. Wow, it's it's good or bad. <laughs> that's good. Oh, okay. Oh, really? <laughs> We're, okay. Our inflation's really hit us. I mean, I am in California. Everything here is like seven times the price. Of the rest of the yeah, country. it's it's. <laughs> It's it's hard because uh, the uh, there's a there's a place uh, down the block. It's like more of a restaurant restaurant uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to the takeout place that served me another superlative bacon cheeseburger for dinner tonight. Takeout like right like steps away from my house. The the the, the backup place for takeout was this nicer restaurant where I could get like a bowl of chowder and a couple of like clam cake fritters for like I think it was eight or nine dollars. If I really wanted to put on the dog like uh, fish and chips for 15 16 dollars unfortunately they've it's it's the start of the season and so i think they changed their prices and changed their menus and so now basically my two staples like that they're they raise the prices only by two or three dollars but that's just enough that it's like yeah i know we don't want to cook yeah i know that we've basically been eating like baked beans out of the can metaphorically for like two Mm -hmm. nights in a row but we're not spending $22 for takeout for dinner tonight. That's just not happening. And I don't even have to talk about myself with that. So now it's like, okay, I got to 
I got to figure that out now, too. We're having very similar weeks. I told, I ate out way too much last week. And so this week we're like trying not to do that by just eating whatever we can scrounge in, <laughs> you know, in the pantry and the refrigerator. And just I actually did scrape a can for black beans the other day. It said <laughs> best by March 2023. <laughs> when I found it. I said, you know what? It's March 2023 still. <laughs> It's still good That's for fine. a couple more days. <laughs> long as, hey, most people would say as long as it's not bulging, it's probably it's not as it's That's, not as the the peak of flavor. But hey, all I want is a dosage of calories. I know. Yeah. I have I have been That's doing it. very well though. I will say we should get onto the show, but like I have been, uh, uh, I've, I've been experimenting with something where what if we what if we attack the problem of cooking as like house cleaning where it's something that never begins or ends it is just something mm. that always happens me the thing that the thing that has usually thrown me about cooking has always been either i'm in a mode where hey i've got i'm i want to do something fun tonight hey i think i'll make like a real like ambitious dinner versus mm-hmm. uh i just need a again a dosage of a dosage of calories and nutrients because right, it is the right. time at which by at which the human body needs calories and nutrients so so a lot of my cooking is like okay I'll, I'll dump a, a, a chicken or a pork cutlet into into the sous vide mm-hmm. like heat up some whatever for as a side make some rice boom done uh, and so now I'm trying now I'm tr- I've been experimenting with this mode of what if like okay so I'm in the kitchen just toasting up an English muffin oh I should put some rice on uh, for like later tonight and then like later on the day when it's done I bag it up and it's in the fridge so that's something I don't have to cook uh, I've been doing I'm, I think I, I mentioned earlier that I was experimenting with red beans and red bean recipes. So like oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Oh, or like another, another morning I was like, Oh, I think I might want to have red beans later. So I should probably like start some bean soaking so that they're ready when I go there. So basically like, uh, and, and, and as, and, Oh, I know, I know I kind of want to cook this later. So maybe I should start the prep and just chop all the, uh, chop the, 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 the green pepper mm-hmm. and the, and the right. And the, and, and the onions. And so, yeah, it's 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 hate it's behavior modification because the the other thing is that like uh, I've I think my convenience foods are have been serving me very very well but I'm been getting kind of bored with them. So, yep. So now I'm like, I really want like a nicely prepared like home cooked meal that takes you like a whole hour from start to finish. I'm just trying to figure out ways of like breaking up that hour <laughs> so that I don't have to do it all at once. I don't have to do all the cleaning all at once. Oh God, that's the worst part. Yeah. Although I, I, I do, I have to. I, before we start the show, perhaps perhaps this is a good opportunity to have a eulogy for uh, one of the real all stars of my kitchen, my Anova sous vide cooker that I bought seven years ago. Finally, gave up the ghost. Wow. It was the for because for the second night in a row, like I did the usual thing, which is like okay. Uh, in this this case, I was heating up some pierogies, uh, so it's like mm-hmm. okay, but, but seal them in the bag, put them in the put them in the water, 165 degrees. I'll come back in maybe 45 minutes. Doesn't take 45 minutes to cook, but it's like that's again. I've I've separated these perfect. things perfect. So mm-hmm. come back and the temperature and it came up to temperature, but then I came back and it was down to like 112 degrees. And like it was apparently the heating element just broke or whatever. It's just oh. or it's, it's become unreliable, and. Uh, I, I did. I invented this thing that I suddenly called rage cooking. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you know, I've done it's like, this before. Yeah, exactly. Where it's not, it's not like you're furious, but you're like, 
okay, well, you know what? I pierogies. I thought that you would would want to like be cooked delicately and then <laughs> and then served with a with a nice sauce and with a side side dish of vegetables prepared thoughtfully to match you. You know what you're getting now. I'm sorry if you if you refuse to get cooked. I don't care whose fault it was. Guess what? You're getting put into the instant pot with rice stock and cream cream of mushroom soup and then whatever turns out that's what's going to be dinner no 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 you had your chance you had your chance to be piping hot pierogies you decided you wanted to be 112 degrees and that's what it is actually actually it was pretty good <laughs> although, although the pierogies didn't like being in the pressure cooker for 20 minutes but yeah still, i was gonna say they get very very soft <laughs> exactly well some of them some of them did explode but that's fine there was like they were like cheese pierogies so it became kind of like a yeah, risotto I was anyway. say. <laughs> like when tortellini explode oh well it's just gonna mix in with the sauce anyway <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh okay well before we start our cooking podcast uh, let's let's do a google podcast now uh, a couple of interesting stuff this week uh first google did uh, google launched a brand new ads transparency center mm. uh, it's transparent that you can see right through it into the other thing that you actually wanted to see uh there is continuing bard <laughs> drama <laughs> which is again good good as as as, art, as, uh, as minstrels go you know they're they're temperamental artists uh, but yeah there's some drama behind the scenes at google that uh, st- two stories that actually <laughs> dropped like an hour before we started to record so there's a lot of yeah. scrambling to take breaking notes, news right here on material news. podcast exactly <laughs> that you'll know that you'll get i know that you'll get you're hearing this like two days later but better than a week, <laughs> <laughs> a week exactly. later Still give me the run. Mm. Also, a uh, good news if you uh, if you went to school with somebody who like founded Fitbit, and it's their pride and joy, but you always thought that they were a jerk or like they borrowed your car and they didn't return it with gas. For some reason, you've got like some sort of a grudge against somebody who's deeply invested in Fitbit. Good news for you because today uh, Google uh, has found and killed yet another unique and valuable part of the Fitbit experience. And the process of grinding uh, this acquisition under the heels of corporate bureaucracy uh, and plain villainous continues unabated. And we'll get to all that after this message. Well, Google has launched something they're calling the Ads Transparency Center. Um, I guess if, if this is the spoon sh- spoonful of sugar to help like the advertisements go down a little bit better. This is a brand new tool, like a transparency tool, so that uh, when you see Google ads pop up and you wonder who the hell is that? I've never heard of this company. You can click on the, the, the three button menu. And one of the options it'll give you is explain to me who this comp, who the hell this company is. It'll also let you uh, see what other ads they're running. It'll also let you see what ads they have historically been running. Uh, they can even limit, limit it by region. The idea being that, uh, I, I see uh, th- all this is a little bit alien to me because I cannot remember the last time I actually engaged with an ad. So the, uh, the idea mm. is that at least, you know, like who's trying to reach out to you. If you've, if this is, wow, that actually sounds like a product or service that is right up my alley. Uh, this is advertising, advertising at its best. It's only showing me an ad that's relevant to my interest, but oh, before I click on it, I want to know more about this company because I've never heard of it, which is good. This is all good stuff, but I'm not see my, <laughs> it might it might not be relevant to a lot of people like myself who I just run an ad blocker. I don't see ads. 
I, I think it's more. I think it's more relevant to me in the in the mobile space because the mobile, mm. on my especially on my my iPad, where it's like, oh my god, that's like it's it's like fighting. I fought my way out of hell on the desktop, and I get to revisit it every time I browse the web on my iPad. Because oh, that's what I. That's what like a, 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 an ad with sound that covers up half the page that doesn't scroll with the rest of the content. That's what that looked like. Oh, I almost forgotten about that. I have to say that I kind of feel like some of these abilities are not really for us, even though they are made like for the user to be able to use. I really feel like this is just for the powers that be, the governing powers that be, because I've been thinking about this lately with regards to just like AI and privacy and I've just been thinking about it just general scope and kind of encountering it on TikTok, like people talking about these things. And the biggest joke that you get from an average person about privacy and security and all that is, well, they already have all my data anyway, so they already know everything about me anyway, right? I kind of feel like what happened like over 10 years ago and, you know, discovered like the NSA was listening into everything, blah, blah, blah. I feel like a lot of people just sort of swallowed it as part of (laughs) using the internet. And so people like you and I probably won't encounter this as much because of our respective ad blockers and also because we know how to do our own vetting. But I just, how do you communicate this to a general user that like, here, here's something (laughs) that you should use to your advantage. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I am glad that it, like exists but yeah you know. it's yeah it's oh boy it, it really is like mosquitoes in the summertime it's like mm. even if you get like if even if you can convince 40 percent of them to lay off it's <laughs> like it's not uh, you could either solve all the problem or you barely are aware that you've solved any of the problem of uh, i mean it's nice that google is at least doing uh, when I, I was about to say the responsible thing but they're yeah. doing they're doing a thing which they didn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to do they have not yet been regulated to 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 uh, add this sort of a feature uh, this is might be part of part in part an olive branch to make sure that in upcoming in up, upcoming senate testimony and other world governments they can say look we've had tools so that people can control where their ads are coming from you can check this out. Uh, go to adstransparency.google.com if you're not activating it through uh, through the the three dot menu on the ad itself. Uh, it's rolling out now. I wasn't able to I wasn't able to test it out. Gosh, this is the theme of the show where everything is like something that like I whatever I whatever I had planned on Monday. Like oh no, there's more interesting things that just happened today or just got announced today. It hasn't rolled out to me yet. Even if I go even if I go directly to ads transparency, I don't see it. Fortunately, like other sites have like screenshots of what it looks like um i've got some screenshots from i think it was nine to five mac here and it looks pretty simple <laughs> a ad from a company called coach depot i suspect <laughs> that i suspect they made this up because this does not this this the ad that's in this demo is nowhere near annoying enough to be a real ad it's just <laughs> but yeah it it's it does what the what google's blog post seems to say it does it's 
basically, you know, what is what is it about the company? What else have they done? Where else are they, are they, adver- are they advertising? Um, I mean, through the through this interface, you can then like block the ad. You can report to the ad if it's for content that's dangerous or violates Google's ad policies. Um, I mean, it's it's better than nothing. But yeah, it's that uh, every every time you're probably in the same boat. Like every time you get uh, you have to talk to people or write about uh, about privacy, it's like you have to you can't treat it like it's a solvable problem because you can even if Google goes above and beyond three times as much as they're doing right now to make sure that you can control how you're being tracked, stop being tracked, uh, make sure that data, you don't get data uh, loosed into the world that you don't want to get loose. That's great, but that's just Google. There's still Facebook out there. There's still, a th- and worse than that are the thousand different da- uh, different uh, uh, marketing and uh, personal data ag- aggregators that have their own like web signals out there mm-hmm. that are selling that stuff to literally everybody. Uh, anybody with money and then it says nothing about like the government tracking of you which is something that they're still very very interested in <laughs> so it's like i mean there's a there's a point God. at which yeah i mean throw your hands up that's it forget it it's, what, what's the point what's the point yeah it's uh, you got it's, it's, it's yeah i i, I I hope I'm not coming across as well. It's a fatalist thing. You may as well. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're you're gonna be exploited no matter where you go. So just enjoy being exploited. No, just it's not. There's still reason to fight back. But I think that you have to have like practical, <laughs> practical goals here. Like, like you're there's there's no way to prevent your car from being broken into. Right. But you can make sure you don't park it in bad places. You make sure that you don't like keep really valuable things that exactly. seem to be on, on the seats but at the but once you've done what you can what you all things you can do you then walk away from the car saying that okay i'm gonna go out and have dinner by the time i come back in two and a half hours either i'll have a smashed window <laughs> or i will not have a smashed window it's not up to me but that's also why you have insurance because then the insurance helps you cover that smashed window I mean, since we were just talking about mitigation techniques, I do like, by the way, that you can block ads because one thing that is always weird for me is when I go on and when I go do a search that I should probably be doing on DuckDuckGo, let's say it's about like something political or maybe, you know, a religious fanatic (laughs) or something. And then the really weird ads come out. Yeah. Because because they are trying to sponsor that link to show up when you look for that search term. And I would like to be able to block those and just say like, no, I'm not really interested in being advertised as fringe paper. (laughs) Although I don't know why Google's allowing this fringe paper to advertise, but I guess money is money. It's weird. I I had one of those moments uh, like on Instagram just the other day where like I, um, I have a lot of friends who are active in LGBTQ plus causes, and I definitely favorite a lot of that stuff. And so, uh, in this, you know, that in this in the search panel, it'll just give you like recommended, like a, mm-hmm. a grid of recommended stuff. And sometimes it's actually pretty good. I, I will say, in fa- in in favor of Instagram slash Meta, they have figured out that wow, he really likes cartoon, like New Yorker style, mm-hmm. like one panel cartoons and independent one panel cartoons. And yeah, I have to remind myself that. Yes, you're not you're not doom scrolling. You're enjoying looking at lots of cartoons, but you aren't meant to be looking at lots of cartoons right now, Andy. You should probably be putting the phone down. Um, 
But I kept scrolling, and I noticed that all of a sudden, over the past couple of weeks, it started. It started saying, "Gee, he favorites a lot of LGBTQ plus stuff. Let's throw in a lot of like shirtless, sexy guys <laughs> into the mix." And I'm, and I, I was, I was truly like. I had not a crisis moment, but sort of a what is the what is the most ethical thing, responsible thing for me to do? Because I'm like, well, okay, that's not something I'm terribly interested in, so maybe I should like long press on it, take a put mm-hmm. up t- tap the menu saying I'm not interested in this. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but the I like. Uh, uh, God, I hate to I hate to sound like such a liberal, like so the 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 absolute <laughs> okay. like every everything that like ultra 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 like conservatives think that liberals are like. It's like, but wait a minute, I I don't want Instagram to think that I'm offended by hot, sexy, right. oiled up, mus- muscled <laughs> like gay guys. It's fine. It's just that those are no, maybe yeah. those are just slots that you could be filling with like more yeah. cartoons, and that's that's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> so and so. <laughs> I just don't want it to start giving me like things on the other side of yeah, boy, can't believe those gay guys are wow, aren't they stupid looking? No, 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 they're fine, they're great. It's listen, the TikTok algorithm did this to me where I was, you know, fit. I have a lot of there's a lot of trans creators on there that I follow and I love right. their content and you know, I throw money. And then TikTok at one point thought that, well, you must be gay, <laughs> which, um, as far as I know. The content was just not right. It was just not applying to me, um, you know, and so I had to find some way to tell TikTok, not this side. Like, take me to the other side. It's yeah. okay. Like, this is, a, you know, this is not my space, and you should allow people whose space this is let them have a seat here, and instead of me taking up the seat, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You'd love if yes. instead of a blanket i'm not interested just give me a checkbox saying here's why i'm not interested in this stuff and and like that's that, that's come up before on youtube where it's like i don't want to downvote this because the subject is exactly what i'm interested in it's just that the guy belched into the microphone in the first five minutes or the guy mumbles and speaks quickly like i just just don't come on you you've got an artificial intelligence like flag it for this guy mumbles and speaks way too fast that's i mean some people respond to that andy so you have you have to let them the niche have their niche true just it is the internet i'm not i'm not going to i'm not going to mumble shame just. I will. I will say that it's interesting, by the way, that you and I are picking out social networks to compare to Google search engine, <laughs> which is just a hearty reminder that Google never really figured out the social network thing, which is fine. Yeah. Well. They, yeah. You, that's a, see that that's why they put so much stock in like making sure that everything ties into YouTube somehow because they feel as though well we we mm-hmm. only developed one successful social network. And that was totally by accident, and that's YouTube. Uh, that's fair, yeah. And so that that's why I don't want I. That's why we can't possibly consider having a separate music service. We have to have music as part of YouTube so that we can leverage that social graph for both the users' interests and our own interests. So yeah, they've, they've and our shareholders' interests. <laughs> <laughs> they give us money. Yes. Well, if you if you actually the 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 other side of this coin is the my ad center panel. This is so this is this is kind of like the second half of something they started late late last year. I think it was in October. They created mm-hmm. the my ad center that. panel, 
uh, with it's and spelled with like all one word with the capitalized A and capitalized C. I don't approve of it, but okay, we'll move on. Uh, which is gives you more control. Supposedly created to give you more control over ads. Oh, look at all, look at all these soft colors that they have on this page. It's designed to be soothing. I think it's trying to oh. like it's trying to like anesthetize you into making decisions about your ads that will be beneficial to Google. My personalized ads, by the way, are turned off. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> we should. We should talk about that. That's going to be our bonus episode this week, uh, in which we're going to be talking about. Well, now that we've had my ad center for several months now, are we actually using it? Is it actually doing anything? And what does it think about uh, about us? Uh, it's super funny to, as always, to see there are things that it, it knows my birthday because I gave it my birthday. But then, like, how many languages do I speak? Well, I'm very flattered to think that you do think I speak that many languages. Uh, but that's going to be in our bonus episode this week for our members' content. Uh, we're going to be we're going to uh, take another break, and then we've got a lot of drama to talk about regarding chatbots. Uh, and fortunately, this is not like the scientific stuff where we talk about the 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 influence of the large language models and blah blah blah. This is good, uh, like. Bravo channel like after 12 p.m. drama that I think we'll I think we'll all have a good a good time talking about after this break. Well, I wonder if there's ever going to be a story about uh, Google's chatbots that doesn't start with much like the Hindenburg, the Titanic. Oh, God. The fifth season of the West Wing. <laughs> some some things God has clearly turned his his or her its back on. Yeah, we got, so we got we got some more news uh, about Bard this week. Actually, the first story, uh, which just broke a couple hours ago, as we record this, not not it's neutral. It's not, it's neutral at least. So it, it looks like Google is making a bunch of moves that uh, are going to sort of merge together uh, the Google Assistant and Bard chatbot. Hmm. Not necessarily as the same product, but at least the same business Neural unit. Network. Oh, business the, the same okay. business unit. The same. Uh, corporate organization uh, this comes from a memo internal memo that cnbc got a hold of uh it uh, was written by google vice president sissy show uh, who's the general manager of the business unit uh, the google assistant's business unit so she's basically in charge of all the operations of the google assistant and i, I actually had to kind of navigate this a little bit so i hope i'm getting it right so uh, J.C. Mao, who's a vice a vice president of engineering for Assistant, they have they have many of them. Uh, he's been that for the past two years. He's leaving the company for quote personal reasons unquote. We will not speculate. And he was a direct report to Ms. Xiao. Uh, but as part and th- apparently there's an overall shuffle going on inside that part of the org chart. And as part of the overall shuffle, a uh, a previous engineering lead for Google Bard is now out. And Bard's engineering ex- efforts will now be led by by Amar Subramanya, who is an engineering VP who also oversaw Google Assistant. So we have two uh, engineering VPs who were had some leadership over Google Assistant, uh, and now Bard is essentially going to be overseen by a head of Google Assistant. So they didn't bring someone in from elsewhere. Um, that's that's interesting. I mean, this is all speculative, of course, but it does sound as though they moved a lot of pieces around. It doesn't sound as though, oh gosh, uh, 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 J.C. Mao really left us in the lurch by uh, deciding that uh, he wanted to spend more time with his kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds as though here is what we want to do. We can't get it done by having these two completely separate uh report twos doing these two separate products we really want one team that's doing 
conversational artificial intelligence. It really does seem as though they want to develop the Google Assistant as alongside the benefits that uh, that Google Bard can deliver, which sounds like it could be a good thing. I don't know. I have weird feelings about this. Um I so I'm a little worried right now like when you first uh put this into the notes and I saw the headline cuz again this broke like just a couple hours ago yeah. Pacific time. And I kind of skimmed it a bit and I thought to myself, okay. I really rely on this Google Assistant throughout my house right now. Like I have a smart home built on it. <clears throat> it like I talk to it every day to give it instruction on how to make everything around here be. I just finished writing a 2,500 word review about how Sonos could have made its speaker better if it would just like, <laughs> it would just have Google on there. And that one of the reasons I couldn't enjoy it is because it didn't have a Google integration. So I am locked into this ecosystem, right? And there are times where I'm walking to the rooms and I realize how casually I'm speaking to the assistant. Like we really do talk to it. Like it's just this this entity that lives in the wall, right? Um, and I would love to be able to just talk to it in a more organic way. Like I would love to be able to, yeah, I would love to be able to not have to like repeat myself in like a progr- programmatic English, you know, like I'm I'm using English to program, I'm using my voice to program this assistant, right, out loud, I don't want it to feel like that because that's kind of the, one of the reasons I don't like Amazon's assistant is it feels like you have to do that with it to really get what you want. And so I could see Bard really coming to help in this situation. But I worry because I've also been covering Google for 10 years and I know how this company does things. And considering how they just pushed everything to immediately shift gears to this because Microsoft et cetera, et cetera, started coming out with their own stuff and that they realized they needed to like be, you know, a parody with them. My worry is that even if this was done in the most professional manner possible, like someone is just stepping down, this is the time, you know, let's, let's give the project to somebody who, you know, is committed to like seeing it through. It just worries me about how this is going to affect the consumer tech of being a Google user. Yeah. That's what I'm very worried about. Like, because those two things are very separate. Like what they were doing with AI felt very separate from what they were doing with the devices and with the assistant and the way that like the assistant lives with an Android. And we know that the reason Android is still like the stable OS that it is now is because Google kind of doesn't touch it because that is, it's, if they break it, like that's it, it's over for them, right? So there's no point in breaking it. But with this other stuff, like if they break the assistant, hmm. like they, they, it's a sink or swim moment here because Amazon isn't putting any more money into a Alexa like it used to. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> and um, Apple is doing, st- Siri is a very bare bones like part of the yeah. Apple experience. I really don't know that Apple is whatever it is what it is. So Google really has an opportunity to kind of like shine through and be like, we are the assistant of your life and like really carry that through. But it could really mess it up if the wrong people are leading it, you know, because if they're leading it 
if if they're doing all this because they see that like, oh my God, Microsoft and all these other entities are catching up to us, then it feels like it's just being rushed. Yeah. I think it, and I, I worry about the rush job. Yeah, and that that actually comes in uh, comes into the the next story we're talking about. But you're you're absolutely right. There's if you look at if you look at the evolution of the Google Assistant, I, I do think that in retrospect, one of the smartest things they ever did was they did not give it like a personification. It has mm-hmm. always been the Google Assistant. Even the different I voices agree. are, <laughs> do you want the red voice? Do you want the magenta voice? Or perhaps the blue voice is more to your liking. It, it, it really, it's, there, there's never been the perspective that there is a, there is a, a breathing intelligence somewhere inside this service that exists to help you. It's like, no, here's a piece of software that's been written by a whole bunch of nerds, uh, helped out by a whole bunch of geeks that uh, that's designed to do helpful things to you. And every time that there's been, uh, a, an expansion of what it can do. It's always been couched in ter- not in terms of, Hey, the, the Google assistant has become more intelligent and now it can process X, Y, and Z. It's been more like, no, now, uh, if now, if you ask a follow-up question, it will understand the context of what you did before, or now you can ask it, turn on the lights. And then you can say, turn on the, no, I meant the kitchen lights. No, now you can say, please. And thank you. That, this sort of stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't meant to think that, oh, now Shlomo is now has, it has, is now has a, a, an eighth grade conversational, whatever, instead of a third grade conversational, whatever. And it has to be, it has to be functional. It has to be, I would, I will, I will take stability and predictability over, you know, being at the vanguard of what's possible because it's so easy to take one toe over what's possible. And yeah. now you have the, and now it's like, no Google assistant. I don't want you to tell me what you, we just heard about snakes. I just really want to know what time is the next bus. Am, am I going to make it there in time? Uh, and that's the sort of stuff that I, it, it's, it would be nice to see if, uh, if uh, uh, large language models could be just a little sprinkling of MSG, uh, over over the product to make it give it more umami to give it more make it tasty better uh i wouldn't want it to <laughs> i wouldn't want them to try to overhaul the whole thing and change it to something that it isn't so that it starts doing things that i just don't want it to be able to, i don't want it to do such as stink i just i want it to be able to respond to me when i say something like you know what is the weather going to be like on sunday because i think i want to wear sneakers yeah. I would like for it to respond and say, uh, sneakers are probably not a good idea because it's going to be 50 degrees and rainy. You know what I mean? Like maybe you should consider rain boots. Like I would love for that kind of interaction or for me to be like, hey, G, I am having such an awful day. Could you please play me some of that moody jazz that helps me, whatever. <laughs> and, you know. The assistant will respond like, I'm so sorry you had such a hard day. Here's the song you requested. Yeah. Like that's what I want from this integration because then that's – I mean that's exactly why I wanted the assistant in the first place because I yeah. wanted it – to want to talk to it like that. Yeah, and 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 stuff and stuff like that too. Like the 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 first half hour of consciousness in my day when my brain is still kind of coming online and you're trying to get the idea of what happened in the world uh, in the – in my case, four to Ugh, 14 yeah. hours that I was asleep. Uh, but I, I would love to be able to, I would love if the assistant had, I could, I could 
in addition to finding out what time what the hell time is is and saying no no is that a.m or p.m 4 30 tells me nothing uh to be able to say uh, like uh, what's uh, can you summarize my summarize my inbox since last night and then it understands that no i don't want to know everything about everything but things that i it, it knows because it's gmail that hey he typically opens he typically opens mail from these people and Andy, then, you have a 60% off coupon today yeah. on these wares yeah. at soandso.com. Yeah. And it, and it knows that like the things that there there are senders whose uh, whose mail gets pinned to the top automatically. Right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. I mm-hmm. guess he really wants to know about this or say or say uh, what's uh, is there any interest in, uh, what, what kind of newsletters did I get this morning? And then which mm-hmm. uh, su- summarize the newsletters that I got this morning. And then it's like, and then I could ask, well, g- give me a, give me a more detailed summary about this. And then f- I could say, okay, stop, add that to my uh, Google Chrome reading list. And just that sort of stuff as, where I'm doing this as I'm trying to find my left shoe, I'm doing it, you know, as I'm pouring myself my, my morning beverage, all this sort of stuff. I've, I've, I've consistently said that I, I really think that the most miraculous and attainable transformation in technology would be just simply an earpiece. Mm-hmm. It's the technology. But the- not Scarlett Johansson, okay? Because we don't do appropriating white women in our ears. Well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Approx- approxi- approximately a 50-year history of girl groups. Yeah, I realize women. I cannot <laughs> promise no. that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we'll 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 see. Once uh, once again, uh, Google I/O this year should be f- pretty damn interesting. Cause, oh God, it's going to be exhausting because yeah. this is a lot. This it's is a, a lot. It's a lot, and it, and it also does seem like it's it, the the difference between a a, a Google I/O presentation and a WWDC from Apple presentation is that of course Google is not afraid to talk about stuff that they're just they're just developing. Like even if it's a product yeah. that they don't know what we we've built it, this is for real. We don't know if we're going to ship it, or here is just some basic research that is kind of interesting, but points you towards the stuff that we're interested in. And so I don't think they they blow anything out of their butts, but they are at least able to say here is they can at least try to show off a little bit by saying here's some stuff that we can do. We just don't know if we should do it yet. Uh, that could that and you add that to what is starting to look like a. I never wanted to be, uh, I never liked the idea of presenting Google as being desperate to battle with open AI. However, mm. occasionally, there, there are stories coming out occasionally, like, like the one that uh, broke just a couple hours ago, that does make Google seem a little bit desperate. So this comes from the information. They dropped a really big story about, uh, about the bar chatbot. Uh, Behind just, a really big paywall, by the way. So don't try and go read it unless you pay forty dollars. <laughs> can I? I'll, I'll. I have a confession to make that. The, yes. We, we started. We. If I subscribed to the information for forty dollars, I think we would have been able to start the show about thirty to forty-five minutes earlier. As it was, it was like, okay, you're sure the information that I can't just like give you five dollars and you'll let me read this one article. No, I yeah, have like to I'll give you five dollars, like just forty dollars. Yeah, I try once. See, and I had it's a I, commitment. I had to try a lot. There's, uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna be discussing ways yeah, around no. to get around right. paywalls. 
But yeah. there are ways to get around paywalls. This the easiest- also please subscribe to our members only episode, <laughs> yes, please, <laughs> which is behind please. a paywall, <laughs> but not a forty dollar one. Not a forty dollar one, unless you want to give us forty bucks, we'll done- take it. Yeah, but we're but we're not insisting on it. So yeah, it was. Uh, I, I, it, it took me a while to get access to the information without, and I know, I know it's wrong. I'll, 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 I know. If, if there's a tip jar anywhere on the information site, I'm very sorry. I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, coffee. Yeah. It's just that I can't, I, even if it were like $20 a month, maybe I would have su- subscribed for one month just sure, to get yeah. access and, and I would use it the rest of the month. I can't, again, I can't spend $40 just to read one article. And, and, th- and this was a case where I can't wait for the, for the usual thing. Where <laughs> if they uh, they were very wise to drop this uh, like uh, early I think it was what was it late in the afternoon or maybe early in the evening seven seven p.m. my time so right. ten p.m. your time so that so that meant that like uh, usually if something is behind a paywall I, I listeners I'm very very sorry we'll get to the actual story we know we've been teasing you but this is <laughs> we're enjoying the conversation. Uh, one of the things that like we kind of count on if we can't afford the $40 or $80 a month sometimes over some of these things, it's like, well, you know what? At some point, The Verge or some other or, or CNBC or some other site is going to report on this story and they're going to at least take the salient points from it mm-hmm. <laughs> and communicate. They were, oh boy, was the information smart saying, no, if we drop this at 7 p.m., nobody's going to want to waste like they know that there aren't going to be anybody reading it until tomorrow yeah, anyway 24 so. p.m my time yeah which is like you know good good well the verge does have west coast folks so true but like they're they they like having dinner and, and also tonight, I, yeah. this is wednesday night the new episode of ted lasso drops tonight who's gonna mm. who's gonna delay watching the final season of, of ted lasso just to get like a trivial jump okay well we will get to it so uh like I said, it does the, the story in two different ways makes Google look a little bit desperate to make sure that they get they, they start the fight against ChatGPT as quickly and as authoritatively as possible. So it has two the story has two kind of big drops on it. One that uh, Google has strong armed uh, its AI subsidiary, uh, I'm sorry, Alphabet's AI subsidiary, DeepMind, into helping the Google Brain team to build and improve Bard. Now, that's that doesn't sound terribly unusual in that both DeepMind uh, and Google and Google Brain are different subsidiaries of Alphabet. But historically, DeepMind has, uh, they were acquired by uh, Alphabet in 2014. Actually, Alphabet, then Google, but then in this restructuring of Alphabet in 2015, they became a subsidiary of Alphabet, just like Google is a subsidiary. They're a London-based AI research company, and they've always tried to keep their keep uh, their business daddy at arm's length. Like, no, we're not <laughs> yes. going to be. We 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 know that we know that this is not the sort of company that would I don't know buy you as a company and then systematically tear apart everything that makes your company unique until you're just a bunch of free floating particles within the initiative within the the collective like fitbit teasing another story we're talking about soon mm-hmm. uh, and so they've been they've been they've been branding each them they've been holding each other's themselves separate and also their brand has been a lot different uh, they're not rest uh, google brain uh, does a lot of research stuff obviously but obviously just as obviously the point is to help to create AI enhancements to Google products. 
most of the stuff that comes out of deep mind when you when you get a press release at all it's mostly about things that they're doing in gaming uh, about uh they're they made a huge splash a few years ago by creating the first really good ai to uh, play the game of go uh, so much so that it is kind of upended like the thousand year trajectory of this game because ai has uh, created brand new strategies and ways of thinking that humans have never figured out and go historically has had been painted as a game that is so simple and intricate that an ai would never figure it out which is exactly why uh a deep mind chose it as a way of look if we're, if we're trying to develop the next generation of ai if we're trying to develop the uh, artificial generalized intelligence we need a specific challenge to work against and so they picked go i think just a couple of weeks ago maybe a month ago they announced another breakthrough for a much less uh, traditional game, Stratego. Uh, you know, the thing that's kind of chess, but not really the, the, oh, the board game. Yes. You know, mo- mostly known for the commercial where just people just yell Stratego. That's pretty much all I know about it. But supposedly it was kind of, uh, I don't know whether it was a, a harder challenge than Go or a just a more uh, difficult challenge because part of the game involves like deceit lying people not knowing like oh, what kind no. of piece you've moved that a piece game. you've moved a piece mm-hmm. forward but the other player does not know what kind of a piece it is whether what what happens if your if your uh, piece tries to challenge that piece what can that piece do uh, and so that was the most recent breakthrough but that tells you about the sort of work that deep mind has been doing and how unusual it is to be coerced <laughs> somewhat against maybe somewhat against their will into working on bard so that's that's an unusual step. It's also, uh, I mean, or it kind of makes sense. It depends. They also, uh, DeepMind was also creating their own chatbot called Sparrow that we heard about in September through their own yep. releases. And this was pretty much contemporary with ChatGPT. And specifically, uh, it was, uh, I'm quoting here from their uh, DeepMind's own page about Sparrow, a dialogue agent that's useful and reduces the risk of unsafe and inappropriate answers. Our agent is designed to talk with the user, answer questions, and search the internet using Google when it's helpful to look up evidence to inform its responses. Interesting. And so it makes you wonder why or if Google didn't just simply say, hey, we would like to con- select all control C, control V, Sparrow mm-hmm. into something that we absolutely desperately need right now. Um, so one of, my, one of my questions is now, are there two different chatbots that uh, that Google is sort of developing where they've got Bard? They've mm. got certain certainly rights to Sparrow. And now this uh, this information article uh, refers to the two teams developing a project together called Gemini. Um, although it's it's not clear from the story if this is a third chatbot, if this is a com- like a competitor to Bard, or if it's just something that they came up with because you know you got to when they make a milestone, you got to like congratulations project team Gemini for completing whatever you know, on the, on the coffee mugs they give away to people. So I don't know whether it's just a name for the team, a code name or whatever, or whether this is something that is going to be coming out after Gemini or a feeder for it, whatever. So that, that in itself is weird. It's, it's, it's good that it's good that Google is putting all of its efforts behind Bard, but I don't know. I mean, before this information, I kind of had the thought that hasn't, 
no, knowing knowing that I wasn't fully informed of things that are going on behind uh, Google, it seemed as though there was every chance that Google could have done ChatGPT a year ago, but they didn't because of a they were moving slowly and cautiously, and also they didn't think there was any pressing commercial need for it. Uh, and this does make them look as though no, they really are desperate to make sure that uh, that the, the the bus doesn't pass them by. I mean, Google's been doing the, but I mean, every time we've talked about Google's AI projects, those seems like it's been more than one at a time anyway. True. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel like this is completely different from the norm, but it certainly is, it's certainly a salacious fact to bring to light because of the rat race that is currently started. Yeah. That's 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 the only thing that really scares me about AI at this point. I've so, uh, so I did uh, my NPR thing on Friday, and turned out mm-hmm. to be we just we just ch- talked about uh, about chatbots. And uh, what else? Yeah, nobody's talking about anything else right now. True. And so I was, <laughs> and I was asked about well, what about these like uh, these people are saying that we have to control AI because it could like destroy the world, and I felt as though that my number one. Uh, imperative at that point was to uh <laughs> was to blow out the blow out the candle on doom and gloom that no this is a technology that's going to kill us all and i felt as though in retrospect i was maybe a little bit too glib i wish that if i had done it again i wish i'd gone back and said that yeah i'm cons- there's certain there's certainly some dangers and after saying it's no this is not going to this is not going to lead to some sort of planetary armageddon of any kind They've, I've, we've all read these kinds of stories, and they're very thin on exactly how this such a thing could be possible. But nonetheless, I should have mentioned that one of the things about ChatGPT four and beyond is creating the ability of these things through plugins to do their own research and like even write their own code. So if a, a bad actor or just a very very clumsy developer development team weren't aware of this, and suddenly it's able to get out of crawl out of its own sandbox and just not through being evil and wanting to destroy humanity, but just saying, Ooh, here's a connection to another computer. Ooh, here's another connection to another computer. Ooh, here's another connection to another computer. And what gets me concerned about all of this is that I th- I do think that Google is legitimately being very, very responsible about how they pursue AI. I think open AI teamed with Microsoft, they are seizing the opportunity by any definition you want to make, mm-hmm. but they're also limited by, yeah, but let's not create a huge, huge problem that we're going to regret. That's going to tank our valuation, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, but this is also opening the door to a lot of startups that see a gold rush here and they're not going to limit themselves by such pesky things as, mm-hmm. you know, let, Hey, why, why shouldn't we have it like have uh, give it full access to, uh, to like billions and billions and billions of line of code. And if it makes may have it make its own determination about how it can optimize itself. Like, no, don't do that. That's going to be, that's rise of the machines sort of stuff. Uh, all of that said, though, there is a little bit of evidence from this story that Google maybe is cutting a few ethical corners to get Bard out the door as quickly as possible. Uh, so the, the the story is also claiming that uh, Google used data from ChatGPT while it was training Bard. Uh, not that they broke open ChatGPT and feasted upon the brains inside. Uh, there's, <laughs> uh, there's a site. <laughs> there's a site called ShareGPT. Uh, which encourages people to, and quoting from the site, share your wildest chat GPT conversations, unquote. And the, the, the tone of the site is that share what's examples of chat BT, 
GPT being weird or memeable or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so the so the story claims that they use they, they scraped this site uh, to for some actual data on how Chat GPT responded to a bunch of stuff and use that as part of the training set for Bard. Now doing so would definitely violate OpenAI's terms of service for Chat GPT. Uh, the article claims that a Google AI engineer c- complained about the use of that data with management, both because of the violation, but and also because using that kind of training data might or would have caused Bard to come up with responses that were similar to ChatGPT. Uh, and supposedly, Google removed all that data from the training set after the complaint. Nonetheless, the engineer later quit Google and joined the OpenAI team shortly thereafter. There's there's a there's a bunch there's some stuff that I don't understand about the article. Whether they're actually indicating a charge, a cause and effect, saying that he was so disgusted by what went on that overall that he had to, or whether this is just these are these two companies are in direct competition with each other. If you want to improve your situation in life under such conditions, you basically say, "Hi, got any openings? I'm I'm working for Google AI right now." I'd like to work for for OpenAI. So I don't know from the article whether or not this was, oh my God, this is such a trash fire that I just, I want nothing to do with this ethical quagmire anymore. Um, the, the Also, there's some reason to, I don't want to say doubt this reporting, but at least put it in a certain context. Um, the, the, uh, the shared GPT site itself says that it contains again. This is right on the website. It contains only a little more than one hundred thousand posts, which sounds like a lot, and it is for human beings posting stuff to a fun website. But it doesn't seem like a significant amount of training data uh, mm-hmm. when you talk about how these uh, these bots are being trained on billions and billions and billions of pieces of data, mm-hmm. which is which doesn't change the fact that it would have been a violation of licensing, but. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if it's as serious as as this article makes it sound. Uh, also, the information doesn't have a direct source on that part of the story, mm. so that kind of mm. comes out to hearsay. Now, the information they're not they're not a tabloid site by any means; they are legit, and I I'm sure that they wouldn't have included that if they themselves did not believe they had the goods. But nonetheless, there's nothing in the article that would make you say that this is. Uh, on a, on a scale of one to five, five being that this is like the word of God itself. It's so good. I would, and one being that this is just something, this is something that like one tabloid, one, one reality TV star said about the behavior of another t- uh, reality TV star on, on the reality TV show. I would put this at maybe a three. It's like, okay, interesting. If true might not be true, but I'm not going to dis- just not going to dismiss it. Yeah. And I mean, if it was that small of a sample, it's possible that it was taken out. That's possible that somebody was like, why do we even need that? We have all this other data. Come on, Android users. They've been giving us data. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the article also doesn't say exactly if if this data was actually scraped, how it was done, whether it was, you know, Sundar Pichai in his big, like, rotating chair with a high back swiveled around saying, no, I think we should cut the heart of the beast and feast upon it for our own nutrition. You shall go on to this wonderful show called Share GPT. Like, or just, uh, <coughs> pardon me, 
don't do that voice if you're actually on the on a microphone. That's very bad, Andy. Uh, yeah, or, they, or if there was just, hey, they, they they got data from a whole bunch of different sources, a big pile of sources, and it included this site that someone came across, right? As right. A, and it was just as important to as any of a thousand other sites that they scraped data from. It wasn't just their targeting. So, yeah, and we'll, but they have to be careful because you know. Uh, people in Silicon Valley, they sue over these things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Google sued people over, Google sued former Waymo employees for, you know, giving away secrets. So they wouldn't want the same thing to happen to them. Yeah. Well, also, also they've been burned by that way. Wasn't there uh, an executive who actually, actually stole like a hard drive full of like internal documents? Yes, that's what I was. That's what I was. And founded his own truck company. (laughs) Yes. Like, yeah, that's, you know what, we're, we... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're we're not really concerned about what judge hears this case. We think that you're kind of doomed here, sir. Um, for its part, of course, uh, Google has already denied using any data from chat GPT or shared GPT. So, okay, we'll take that for what it's worth. Okay. We're okay. going to take one more break. And after that, we're going to talk about Fitbit becoming <sighs> dust in the wind. All it all, it's dust in the, all it all, it's dust in the. I can't sing any more of that because licensing, of course. Anyway, back after this. Well, Google completed yet another step in its protracted war of attrition against Fitbit today, which in other contexts might see, you see, it's good. They're a huge company, but they still, they're fighting for market share in a crowded market for wearables yeah but fitbit is a company that they actually own so that's bumming a lot of people out so today they followed through on an announcement they made a couple of months ago uh, they have shut down all of fitbit's goals and awards features features that have been around since 2014 uh, as well as all of its social network features and games that encourage people to go out and be active like it would say hey here's a here's a trail near you and why don't you try to complete this in x y and z say yes yes i'm not gonna yes i know that again i was playing of eating and half a birthday cake today but now that's i'm I'm joking but these things actually kind of make you kind of it does on the apple watch there are people that are like the only reason almost that they're going on exercising is that the watch has given them uh, like a graphical badge for completing their move goals for an entire month and then they they don't want to break their streak for closing all their rings and then they get the one year badge and there are people that have like five year badges 10,000 days and it's like yeah you know what i think i kind of have to maybe not 10,000 days cuz that wouldn't mean <laughs> that would be 30 <laughs> years but you know what i'm getting thousand days i meant but these these goals work and it also makes it more fun because exercising is drudgery i mean the it, it has it has all kinds of good things you can enjoy it while you're doing it but the most the, the most difficult part of the workout is yes i will get up from this comfortable seat put down put down this 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 lovely tasting cold can of seltzer and i will go outside and walk or run or take my bike and now all that stuff is it's the no fun fitness band uh fitness fitbit users there are they're all up in arms of course i mean these these were not niche features by any by any means um uh, the way that i would the way i think of it is that like earning awards for meeting goals and having fun challenges that are set for you. You don't, you have to make them up yourself. You just are told, Hey, here's something fun you can do and sharing achievements and your fitness progress with a support group of friends and neighbors and whatever. Those are the kind of things that separate a $200 fitness wearable from 
one of these like $20 step counters you get off of AliExpress. So it's, again, it's, it's not, it's not as interesting. It's, it's much more boring. Um, and this was something that I don't, did we, I think we might've even talked about this a couple months ago, because this is something that uh, a move that, uh, that Google announced, I think back in February, but uh, Ars Technica published a piece today that really puts that shut the shutdown of those features into a much more important and larger perspective. It really does make a compelling argument that Google has absolutely no interest in capitalizing on Fitbit's established success as a brand or as a community, and that they're well on track to a plan of just wiping away the Fitbit brand entirely until these are just crumbs of intellectual property that are going to nourish future failing Google products, hardware, and services almost. Um, I'm going to quote from the article here to, uh, to tell you what I'm talking about. So far, we haven't seen anything from Google to dissuade us from the initial impression that Fitbit will be slowly killed. Google announced plans to shut down the Fitbit account systems sometime this year and move existing users to Google accounts. I was actually in favor of that because I don't want to have, I, you know, or, or, or make Google fit into Fitbit fit or whatever. I don't like the idea of, yes, I've, I've have these, I've, this watch has, has recorded a whole bunch of stuff. Will that be applied towards my Google fit goals or whatever? So I was kind of in favor of that. Um, I'm continuing the quote here. Google killed Fitbit's PC and Mac syncing last year terrible so it's no longer possible to load music onto the wearables fitbit studio a browser-based sdk for developing fitbit apps was given an april 20th shutdown date last month fitbit's latest product launch the fitbit sense 2 and versa 4 brought big feature regressions compared to the old models they were stripped of the fitbit app store google assistant wi-fi support and music controls yeah i mean so and and in lieu of this (sighs) we're supposed to get what the pixel watch is it really good enough to replace all of that stuff not yet yeah not yet because i definitely think that um see i'm confused because i'm getting a lot of mixed messaging from google here like they keep talking about all these ways that you can use your fitbit devices including the pixel watch to you know keep your sleep well and you know get your step counts in but every time they mention any of the fitbits i think in the back of my mind why would i buy any of those right now yeah because since you released the pixel watch i have absolutely and knowing how google does things i have absolutely no interest in buying something that may be outdated uh and i know that the pixel watch is apparently selling like somewhat well it's apparently uh, catching up with Samsung. Um, but I would rather wear a chunky Samsung watch because at least I know that Samsung's just going to give me an update, you know, next year. Like they're not going to just abandon me. I can't believe I'm saying that about Samsung, but yes, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yes, you do have to do all that Samsung health and all that. And it is like a different ecosystem, but, um, I just have no interest in going over to Fitbit and this, this transition is very messy and it makes me not want to like adopt the ecosystem. I'm, I'm very happy with what I have right now, even if it's not the Apple watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't know. I, I still don't know why Apple isn't, hasn't decided to just absolutely clear the table and say, you know what, guess what? We're going to, we haven't, we now have an Android app for for the apple watch or at least we're at least going to let you or at the very least we're going to let you you know why they won't do that 
Oh, <laughs> I know. because You know why. <laughs> I just, see, I'm... The same reason they won't adopt RCS. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is I still don't really understand it because I just don't see... Um, I, I see the leverage that Apple thinks it gets by excluding Android family members from having uh, having best and equal nations uh, sort of uh, participation in the messaging gap. That that is a way to gently coerce a family member or a social group member into making their next phone an iPhone or punishing them for getting an Android phone. I'm just not sure that when you when you compare uh, the potential for again. I think they could just absolutely run the table. They would, if you could, if there, if you could, uh, if you could uh, get make use of an Apple Watch without having to own an Apple uh, an Apple iPhone. What reason would any of us really have to uh, to uh, buy any smartwatch that is uh, and any competitor smartwatch apart from like the super super high end ones you know the super garments that really are for fitness trainers and people who have like professional health goals as opposed to just don't want to die at 50 sort of health goal <laughs> i just you see i i just don't see it and it's even if even if google at google io takes the wraps off of their entire new well there's a reason why i know people have been disappointed that we've been removing stuff from but that's the anticipation because we knew that like in may we were going to be announcing this brand new fitness initiative it's a brand new app and it includes all the things that we used to get through fitbit only it's better because it's integrated through your entire google experiences and blah 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 and even even if they do deliver that, and they also deliver, oh, and by, and by the way, the same Fitbit engineering and design team have designed us a new series of Pixel Fit fitness bands that are right. also $100 right. and $200. Even if it was all that, they still have to fight against the perception that that's nice. Are you still going to be into this a year from now? Or are we going to be, is this all going to be invalidated by the fourth version of how are you going to pursue wearables and how are you going to pursue fitness? Because Wear OS has gone through two or three different iterations. Their fitness apps have gone through a couple of different iterations. They already have the, the, the very well-earned reputation of an unfocused company that has enough resources to pursue several different directions simultaneously and then lose interest in all of them because they got interested in another thing two or three years later. I just don't know how they're going to catch up with stuff like that. And it's annoying because Fitbit was such a great solution for them. I thought it's like, and at the time they had nothing going on. It was like, guess what? We're going to keep the brand. It's going to be Fitbit by Google. Just like they kept, uh, just like they kept the nest, uh, uh brand, uh, for their home automation sort of stuff. It's just, it's, it's no longer going to be Google fit. It's going to be again, Fitbit. It's going to be Google Fitbit. Uh, all you had to do was not, they're not going to keep the brand. Yeah. <laughs> It's over. It's done. <laughs> Sorry to be fatalist about this yeah. uh, in particular, but that this is all that I can see happening. I, It's all going to go under the Google arm. That's what it's going to be. And it's just the Pixel Watch. That's it. Do not buy a Sense or a Versa. Nope, I'm with you until uh, I've, I I think I know that we actually spoke about that. I was speaking about that a while ago when it was mm -hmm. time for me to put uh, the Pixel Watch back in the box and label it as a part of the hardware library as opposed to something I was wearing every day because mm -hmm. again, it's a loner. 
right. of like, oh, I, my, I know that my needs are more along the lines of a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollar fitness watch, fitness wearable, rather than a three hundred fifty or four hundred dollar the apple watch or 350 or 400 dollar pixel watch and it's like uh but yeah now it's like although i was looking i was leaning towards the option of i'm going to see what happens uh, until the end of this year and maybe if i don't see something happening on the pixel front that i that i like maybe i'll get a fitbit now it's like i don't want to buy anything with a fitbit logo on it i just don't yep. think that that's very smart i still mm-hmm. i still have the my fitbit i think it's the fitbit charge 4 it was like the last one that had a monochrome screen uh, I've been meaning to switch to from the from the Pixel Watch to that because I put I put my old one that that Fitbit in a box somewhere with its charger and I don't know where it is. I, mean, I know it's here somewhere. I just have lost track of it because in truth, that's really all I need. I just want something that remind that keeps track of steps that that gives me some sort of reminder that yeah, you've been pretty much motionless for like two and a half days now. And you, but you've been making enough movements that I know that you aren't trapped underneath something heavy. So Andy, <laughs> what the hell is up? I'm busy. Damn it! Leave me alone. <laughs> I finally got around to binge watching Netflix F1 series Drive to Survive. I'll be busy for a while. That's more important than living t- <laughs> than <laughs> living living to be as old as my father. Come on. <laughs> I think that's I, I think that's a that's a show for today. Yes, yes, uh, that is a show. That is a show. Flo, is there anything? Uh, we want to re- remind everybody that uh, thank you, everybody who's signed up for memberships. Since we, especially since we started our bonus episodes, turns out that if we mm-hmm. actually give you a weekly reward for being a member, people tend to respond to that very, very keenly, mm-hmm. and we are very, very, uh, very, very grateful for that. Uh, if you want to join the bandwagon, uh, go to relay.fm uh, slash material and sign up. You'll also get not just our own business bonus content, but bonus content from the entire Relay FM family of thoughtful, well mannered, well expressed, and well groomed podcasters uh so that, once again thank you for at least considering that sort of thing because that that no really comes in handy in the year of our lord 2023 uh so uh flo what what do you want people to pay attention to this week that you've done over at uh, over at gizmodo and elsewhere uh i've actually i mean i had that big sonos review that went up and so if you could please go read my era 300 review even though i wrote it as a stereo for apple users just go read it okay give me give me the hits um also i was on all about android this week which is always fun so if anybody wants to go watch that it's the good two hours of banter (laughs) in addition to this one You, you were on clockwise too was it last week oh yeah i was on clockwise last week yes yes Yes, yes. Listen, I'll, I love to podcast when I can. I don't. I don't have a migraine. Let's podcast. <laughs> exactly. You gotta. You gotta take advantage. You gotta take advantage <laughs> exactly. of these things. <laughs> uh, as for me, uh, I not. I, I'm not on uh, NPR this week in Boston, but you can go see. Uh, go see. Go to YouTube.com. Uh, go to the WGBH News channel to see me for about a half hour last week. I also go to go to WGBHnews.org uh, for all my past uh, tech news conversation segments as always i've it's it's always it's 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 one of my favorite parts of the week because like it's not hey it's the gadget guy and back to school time and what kind of usb thumb drives it's like we we talk about how is tech going to destroy us or make mm-hmm. me wish or at least make us wish that it destroyed us mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. well jim <laughs> So it's 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 not the softer side of tech by you by any mm-hmm. means. Uh, or you can go to uh, Anatko on Instagram, Anatko on Twitter to uh, find out whatever synaptic misfirings I decided to share with the world's interglobal communications network. 
so that's going to be it for this week. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to us this time. We hope you'll be listening to us again next week. Till then, have a happy, safe, and healthy seven days. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 